Earn great returns on your money with the safety and security of a community bank. Bank of Clark is offering 4.85% annual percentage yield on six-month CDs, 5% APY on 12-month CDs and IRAs, and 4.95% APY on nine-month CDs. Visit your local Bank of Clark branch today or go to bankofclark.bank. We're the bank for that. Member FDIC. Limited time offer. Rate subject to change at any time. Minimum balance of $1,000 on CDs. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Hi, guys, and welcome to the Grace Under Pressure podcast. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest, Ms. Shema Ko. Uh, she is the uh, Director of Operations at Girls and Geese. Uh, it's a wonderful female-specific uh, jiu-jitsu camp program that has a lot of great opportunities. And so uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Um, my name is I started out in jiu-jitsu in 2003. Um, it consumed my life very quickly. And uh, I've trained and traveled all over the world. I competed for about seven to eight years straight consistently as a full-time competitor. And then when an injury took me out, that's when my life kind of transitioned um, and doors opened for uh, me to get more involved in forming the Girls and Bees organization. And so that's been my life for the past 12 years now. <laughs> <laughs> well, time flies when you're having fun. Exactly. So I know that uh, you're probably the the furthest uh, jujitsu competitor, jujitsu practitioner we've had on the show. Aren't you based in Hawaii? Yes. Yeah. I'm um, born and raised and I was in Texas for about 20 years. That's where I got involved with um, doing Girls and Geese and, and the home base of Girls and Geese. And then uh, I moved back home um, shortly the pandemic and uh, it was the best decision I made. <laughs> I'm glad I came home. Yeah. Yeah. What's the, uh, what's the jujitsu culture like in Hawaii? Um, it is huge. Most people don't know, uh, are not aware of it, but I would say there's probably the more most jujitsu academies and practitioners per capita here in the state than anywhere else. Wow. Um, it has a lot of old roots here, started probably in like the 80s, I think, mm -hmm. um, is when it first got introduced. And, and Hawaii has a longstanding relationship with martial arts anyways. We have a a large um, Japanese and Chinese and um, mm -hmm. Vietnamese population um, to where there's kind of a customary, you know, already about the, or within the culture to do martial mm -hmm. arts. So it's second nature that you would just train. And we have a huge surf culture, obviously, it's where mm -hmm. it came from. Um, and so that and jujitsu, as you guys know, with the shaka goes mm -hmm. hand in hand already. 
man, that is just, it's a wonderful, just melting pot of just all those different cultures that just seem to really feed off of each other. Yeah. I mean, Hawaii is probably the, I grew up um, as what I would consider to be my, even though I'm mixed, uh, I'm more, have more of the Caucasian. So I grew up kind of more as a minority here because there's not a lot of what we call Howleys. <laughs> there are more now, but when we were, I was a kid, there wasn't. That's a, a, a word that means foreigners, or if you want to trace it further back, it goes back to Hawaiian customs, meaning without breath, mm. um, which is a custom of theirs as they share breath, um, like many Polynesian cultures. Mm. And when greeting each other and foreigners, which were the um, you know, Captain Cook did not greet them. So they were mm. without breath. So they were howly. <laughs> hmm. That's really interesting. Thank you for, for yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that you said uh, that you had been training since 2003. What, what got you into jujitsu? Um, so I'd been around jujitsu when I was uh, in high school and uh, had some older friends and they used to love their group of guys. And they would go train jujitsu here in Hawaii um, at the only academy in Hawaii, which was Helsinki at the time, I believe. And um, they would come home and hang out afterwards and they'd be like, oh, you got to check out this arm bar. And I was a Tom. I am a tomboy still to this day. Mm -hmm. And I was always hanging out with the guys and wrestling and acting stupid. <laughs> and um so they'd come home and they'd be like, oh, try this arm bar. And they try, they would try to get me to go. And I'd be like, nah, I, I just had no like desire at all. And so for five years they tried and then they finally got one of their girlfriends into it. And she started women's only class and I was friends with her. And she said, Shama, just come, please. I need bodies in the class. I just need to look like I have people in the class. Just come. And I was like, all right, fine. And so from there, it was like, oh, why didn't I just start doing this sooner? <laughs> oh, that's that's great. And I know that's it's one of those things where sometimes when you have friends who are doing it and then you're just trying to help them out, it ends up you get bit by the bug even even more so than just voluntarily walking in sometimes it seems exactly and and I'm not athletic I, I mean I have I come from a long line of athletes but I'm very uncoordinated and awkward and my sister was the jock hitting grand slams in softball and I was the one scoring teams on my own te team in soccer oh, you know no. like oh, that's no. <laughs> and so like they did not come naturally for me at all <laughs> but I'm very stubborn and so I don't quit <laughs> I love it I love it the stubbornness kept you going so I guess is that maybe why you I guess you stuck with it you just refused to give up I guess pretty much I just didn't leave and <laughs> I keep coming back even when you think I might not be <laughs> and it's funny you're saying that you're not athletic yet as you said you were doing the professional jujitsu you know competing for a while that was, yeah, and I used to joke when I was doing that and, and to my friends and be like, can you believe I'm doing this? Like of all people that I am the one that's ended up and they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I, uh, I, I would just say I love the jujitsu bum lifestyle that being an athlete competitor offered, you know, it was great. I just trained all the time. I lived on the mats and that was a pretty good life to live. Yeah, I know. Um, 
you talk about going everywhere and you know competing where where all have you gone to compete just because that that's a dream of mine is being able to to just live on the mats and go and compete full time but you know I, I don't have a, a lifestyle right now that affords that so where all have you gone um I went to Brazil that was really cool that I, that was my first time out of the country internationally oh, wow um and then I used to I mean, I used to go to every for seven years straight. I was at every pans. I was at every worlds. Um, I mostly hit a lot of the big. I got to compete back at home in Hawaii. That was another interesting. My family uh, got to see what I do because they had mm-hmm. no idea. Um, and just kind of all over the coast, all over the west coast, east coast, in between. So it's a lot of mostly the states, and then Brazil mm-hmm. was the primarily international. Okay. But man, that's awesome. It's kind of going to the motherland, so to speak. Oh, yeah, for sure. It was like drinking straight from the fountain is how mm-hmm. I described like the technique and learning it and under- the understanding of where it all came from. Yeah, man, that's that's something that's on my my bucket list to be able to go and, and train and just spend some time there. That'd be oh, man, that'd be amazing. <laughs> so um I know we've been in the competition, we've been in the in the mats, you know, living that mat lifestyle. What actually got you interested in the girl, like being on the ground startup with girls and geese? You know, why why start this organization? So, girls and geese was started by Ashley Nguyen. She's out of Houston, and she she was a part of this leadership program and she really wanted to get more women on the mats and her and her husband owned an academy. And so she came up with the name girls mm-hmm. and geese and she set up the first uh, couple of them in, at her gym and was just kind of like, Hey, and this, mind you, this is back in 2009. Mm-hmm. There was not that many women training. Oh, no, no. Um, and so you'd have to go far uh, to find people just to train with. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so she just invited everybody to come to her academy and she's like, Hey, I'm gonna have this girls and geese thing. And she just had a box of geese, super grassroots. Mm-hmm. And so I came in as a participant because these girls went to a couple of them and they said, this is really awesome. I want to host a girls and geese at my academy. Mm-hmm. And so they would just host it at their academy. And so we would drive, we started carpooling together all the central Texas girls, we would drive down to Houston, which is like three and a half hours away, just mm-hmm. to train a couple hours. And then we'd drive next month, we go to Dallas, and then the following month, we go to Corpus. And, you know, so we were driving up probably about seven hours yeah. each way for a lot of these tournaments, for these uh, Girls and Geese events. But, and so we had a lot of time, and it was just, it was honestly just a bunch of us girls just traveling and we'd go have lunch and like, <laughs> it was just a way for us to just become friends. And that uh, what I noticed and the reason that I got called into it is I was a photographer and I was running my own business and so I had a little bit of flexibility Mm-hmm. And I noticed on the ride home after these events, it was like, well, that was a great event, but this happened. This was a great event, but that happened. And I said, somebody's got to do something about these butts and get rid of them, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, and the problem was there was no entity overseeing it. There was mm-hmm. no structure. There was no, not, it was just like, Hey, we're just going to have fun. Um, mm-hmm. But things were happening. Like instructors were getting on the mats and rolling with 
people that they knew that they had a specific, you know, um, are going again. There were things that were happening that shouldn't have been happening. Had we had an organization, they wouldn't mm-hmm. have been. And so that's where I came in. I was like, you know, I don't mind volunteering and getting something up and running. Like, let's make mm-hmm. this more official. And so, you know, fast forward, here we are, <laughs> you know, <laughs> 20, you know, 2022. And, um, yeah, we've come a long ways from being our very simple grassroots group of women piling into a car and going all over the place. But it's the same. It's yeah. true. It stays true to where we came. I mean, from the very format of how we run the events to um, everything is exactly the same. She she came up with an amazing formula and it oh, works. And I just oh, kind of put sure. the finishing touches on it. <laughs> oh yeah, no, for sure. I've been a part of a couple. Uh, I think we had our the first one that was in the state of Mississippi. I was a part of not long ago. Um, loved that one. Was went to Baton Rouge, and I've just really enjoyed, you know, getting carpools, getting some friends to go, and mm-hmm. you know, I can relate to the carpooling and getting some lunch <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like a day you get to have. You get to make a day with your friends, and how often do we get? to do that in our busy day-to-day lives you know yeah for sure and that's one of the the greatest things about I don't know it seems like the women who are in jujitsu and you know I don't want to stereotype but I have yet to go somewhere including competitions like pans and worlds and not come out making a friend you know it's just Mm -hmm. such a warm community warm welcoming community that will arm bar you in a second but (laughs) you know (laughs) wonderful group of of people that I've been able to train with, with this organization. But uh, so how has, you know, I guess, how has it evolved? I know you mentioned in 09, there was basically very few females. And now what, what are the biggest changes you've seen within your organization, as far as the size of the events, the number of uh, people wanting to host, what, what have, what's been the big changes that you've seen? It's, it's a mistake. I see. I wouldn't say the demand is. I guess the demand has been there. Um, our ability to meet the demand has been slow, mm-hmm. and but in in the meantime of us being able to service as many areas as we can, it's amazing to see so many other women stepping up and and taking initiatives. And that's not something that was happening before. You weren't seeing these other open mats and Mm -hmm. other groups that were saying, hey, we need to get together. Let's come together as women and let's train. And that's one of the big ones that I've seen, even just since the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I've seen within the past five years, I've seen a lot more, um, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. But as far as our need goes, we have since people, when I first came in, my background is also in, in marketing. And so when I first came in, I was like, let's let everybody know about what we're doing because this is so awesome. And so we we started kind of burning our um, advertising or just having any kind of advertising or, or marketing of any sort. That's when the we really realized that, wow, there's, there's a lot of women, there's not that many of them, but there's a lot of them scattered all over mm. the What I've seen since then, though, like I said, and this goes back to women having more open mats is mm. I've seen a lot of these women now have brought up a lot of women under them in their academies. So mm. you're seeing 
a lot more women's teams, women's programs um, out there. And an analogy that I like to use, especially coming from Hawaii, it's like, I feel like it's just been me and a couple other people out in the lineup in the surf. And we've been going like, no, there's big swells. Women's jujitsu is going to be huge one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and everybody's like, it's flat. There's nothing going on. Who cares? Whatever, you know? And, but I, I feel like the swells are coming in. I feel like the sets are coming in mm-hmm. and everybody's jumping on board. Everybody from promoters, um, seeing way more promoters uh, giving women a, an opportunity to begin with and some that are actually paying a little bit better you know there's a lot of room for growth there but we've come a long long ways i mean i love that that image of i i can't relate to the surf culture but just you feel it kind of in your bones it's about to it's about to come over the horizon i love that i love that image love it i know um just even in my own uh, experience, there have been more in the past six years, there have been more females and more female specific events, at least just here in our small little state of Mississippi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so if it's hit Mississippi, it's definitely hit everywhere else. So exactly. So, so <laughs> I guess um, with this wonderful, you know, surge of feeling that big wave or big swell coming, what have been some of the biggest challenges um, that you've faced with uh, getting this organization going or just with female jujitsu in general, getting females to buy in? I've, it sold itself, it sold itself, you know, um, I, we have the amount of support and love and um resources that people have pulled to help us is phenomenal. You know, it takes a village. Mm -hmm. It really does. And I just, it's, I got sidetracked, (laughs) (laughs) but it really does. It, It really does. It takes a village and it takes all of us. And it's been just absolutely Go back to the question. I'm going to go <laughs> sidetracked. I'm already getting sidetracked one more time. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's all good. It's all good. No, I was just wondering. I had a thought the- and then I lost it. And I said, I'm not even kidding where she asked me. <laughs> no, it's all good. No, um, I was just wondering what are some of the big struggles maybe you face, you know, waiting on that, you know, wave of female jujitsu to kind of hit and get this thing going. And okay. You, yeah. So, so my point was, it's like, we have not done this alone. You know, it's been a a group effort on part of the academies, on part of the instructors that have volunteered, on part of our ambassador teams that are out there registering, on part of the donors that are, are donating and part of the, you know, people who are showing up at these events. And I... I have, I've been very fortunate in that in some ways there was no market at all when we started. There was nothing. It didn't exist. It was, I say the hardest thing that I've had is I've honestly had academies ask, uh, what's in it for me? Mm. Um, And sometimes people are not on 
the same page, you know, um, as far as the importance of why events are necessary. Yes, that has changed over time too, especially if you have a low women's team. Why are these events important? It's important for us to go outside of our little bubble. It's important for us to interact with people from other affiliations. It's important for us to learn from each other because that's how we get better. You know, sure, for sure. It takes all of us. And so I can honestly say that like I wouldn't I can't say that there has been a huge challenge in doing this because the support has just propelled this forward. Hmm. That's that is very fortunate and very wonderful. I know um I would have thought, you know, just getting women in general interested, but you know, you think about it, you know. I know that I crave training with other ladies, you know, just because we mm -hmm. roll so different Are you know, not to brag on the women, but it seems like our techniques are crisper because they kind of have to be. Uh, but I would think if a woman is already doing jujitsu, it doesn't take much convincing to get her to be involved in a, a women's, you know, camp like this. No, because I mean, she's shy, like I'm generally a shy person, but or not, I'm very outgoing. I, I'm an introvert, extrovert for sure. <laughs> but like, I get like, I, I really take into account, like if I were somebody going to an event and I don't know anybody, what would make me feel comfortable, mm. you know? And so we, we have teams of ambassadors that are there and that's part of what they're there is to spot out. Do you see anybody kind of off to the side by themselves, you know, go introduce yourself, introduce them to somebody, you know, get them, you know, mm -hmm. um, and that's really the kind of community we're trying to cultivate. And whether you come with a big, huge women's team, it's awesome to get out there and be like, yeah, I brought all my girls with me. And then other teams can be like, I have all my girls with me too. Yeah. You know? And it's like, be proud of where you're from 100%. But that doesn't mean that we can't benefit from training together, from being friends, from, from having that solidarity, you know? Oh, for sure. It's one of those things that, you know, it, it even still here, you know, in Mississippi, you know, I'm, I'm speaking to what I know, which is small town, Mississippi, you know, <laughs> there's only so many girls, you know, per capita that are interested. And if you want to be exposed to more females and be exposed to, you know, just how they roll, you know, you've, you've got to go out and you've got to branch out. And these mm -hmm. events are a wonderful way to do it. Cause it just seems to bring in everybody from Timbuktu to, to want to experience, you know, jujitsu in that particular area which is just a really great great thing absolutely and and depending you know i mean a lot of people come to jujitsu for a lot of different reasons mm -hmm. and i can almost guarantee that you will probably find somebody at an event that started for the same reason mm -hmm. you can probably find somebody at an event that has overcome the same challenges you have that have endured the same trauma have, are that are looking for the same healing or comments or health, weight loss, whatever mm -hmm. the list goes on. I guarantee that you can find somebody at our events mm -hmm. that has gone through what you're going through or what you've been through or any, you know, you, that's the amazing part of it. We have so many different types of people that come to these events mm -hmm. and they're all there to support each other. And that's a really beautiful environment to be in.
Oh, for sure. And I mean, people sometimes for the first time ever are stepping mm-hmm. on the mat. Absolutely. And, and that's great too, that these events are not just, oh, well, you've got to have, you know, experience outside. No, come in, we will teach you. It's just such a warm and welcoming environment. Mm-hmm. And I gotta, I'm glad. <laughs> oh yeah. And I've got to commend y'all for picking good ambassadors and good people that are a part of your organization. Um, I don't know how you do it, but you know, y'all seem to vet them very well because they're all, I've yet to encounter someone at an event that was not warm and welcoming and knowledgeable, mm. of course, too. So, well, but, good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Uh, we have, we have a phenomenal, we have four ambassadors throughout the U.S. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're, they're run by volunteers. Our volunteer coordinators, Melinda, and our volunteer, or our ambassador managers, Robin, and they both are doing a phenomenal job you know running these teams so I'm glad to hear that (laughs) and I know the the day of experience is fantastic but I know it takes so much hard work behind the scenes you know from putting everything marketing to coordinating it's just whatever the secret sauce is that y'all are using it is working so (laughs) definitely commend y'all on that um, 12 years of fine tuning the engine. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, and that's something that we kept talking about cross training. I know some, you know, and getting exposed to other people. I'm, I, from what you've been saying, I don't think you've encountered this, but what would you say to maybe gyms that don't want people to be cross training? Cause I know some gyms kind of have that culture of mm-hmm. no, you can't cross train. So have you encountered that or what would you say to someone if they had that particular mentality? So when I came into jujitsu, there was two academies in all of Austin, Texas, which you think about Austin, Texas now with flow grappling and mm-hmm. Jordan Ryan and, you know, um, team B and all these phenomenal teams that are, you know, Sanji's out there, everybody's out there now, but there were mm-hmm. two teams and, Back in those days, it was a very old school mentality um, that I was brought up on is that it's us against the world. So I was not allowed to cross train, really. Um, I was not encouraged to interact. Um, And so I would say that sometimes, not always, Sometimes when you're in a situation where somebody's telling you what you can and cannot do, it may not be the healthiest of environments um, because we ultimately are paying customers, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's one thing I would, I would caution if somebody's telling you, you cannot go do something. Um, Second, if it's a matter of comfort, I know, you know, we get comfortable in wanting to go to our, our academies and they're safe and we know everybody. And it's, again, I'm, I, I still, even as a black belt, get nervous going into academies that I'm not from, you know, so I get it, but, um, just rip off the bandaid and go do it. It's a lot of fun, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and you'll learn a lot of really cool stuff and it's, you know, it's a big world of jujitsu out there and you are only getting a very small perspective if you're limiting yourself to only one style, one lineage, one instructor. And that, that's my personal opinion on it. 
And I think I would, I certainly agree with you on that because um, I guess as a, as a teacher, you know, I know I'm not going to be able to fit every single little need that my student has, you know, that's why I'm not their science teacher and their math teacher. <laughs> um, that would be total chaos if I was. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I think, like you said, it's just a healthy thing. You're wanting to learn and grow. And, and maybe that's just back then there was just so few gems available. Exactly. And then that comes over from, you know, there being one Brazilian Academy in Brazil. Mm. It's the same. I mean, it, it's it's a it, it was I I came into jujitsu in the in kind of the pioneer days of of <laughs> you know I came in like two thousands had been around for like what maybe twenty years at that point if that you know in the yeah. states so it was still kind of the wild west we were all kind of trying to claim our spots mm-hmm. you know <laughs> and so I mean I don't I don't fault where I came from but I don't I necessarily would not feel that a gym of that nature would would suit where I'm at now in my jujitsu life journey you know right yeah I think but that's me personally no no no. I I think that makes complete and total sense (laughs) you know it was there for a time and for a reason but you know the pioneer days the frontier days are they're kind of past you can't exactly go out into uh, downtown Los Angeles and take stake claimed a piece of land, you know, no, that's the city's mm. land now. So we got to <laughs> move on. <laughs> well, and there's just so much, there's so much jujitsu and you get, the way you get better is by knowing how to do all, you know, if you know how to do <laughs> everything, how everybody's doing it, then you know how to counter when it's thrown on you. You know how to uh-huh. execute it when they're not expect. You know, I mean, jujitsu is an evolution. You know, it really is. And so by limiting yourself, you you could potentially not evolve, you know, in in ways that you could if you do explore and and open and broaden your horizons. But again, that is just my. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think I know when because I've had the. Hey, it's intern John. Get more from your store with Safeway's Fresh Pass program and enjoy more services like unlimited free delivery and all your grocery needs. More exclusive perks like 5% off every day, your favorite organic or open nature items across the stores and more rewards that never expire. And now enjoy a limited time offer and save up to $5 per pickup order with a Fresh Pass subscription. Get Safeway's Fresh Pass to enjoy exclusive perks, unlimited free delivery and more. Start your 30-day free trial today. Visit Safeway.com slash Fresh Pass for program details. Febreze is a proud partner of Can't Cancel Pride. However you choose to express yourself, Febreze has the perfect scent to make your home even more fabulous in your own unique way. Have an amazing pride from Febreze. Benefit of, you know, and pleasure of being a part of two different gym families, one pre-marriage and then now one post-marriage. And just mm-hmm. looking at the different ways the instructors teach, you know, it's like, oh, there's more than one way to you know, approach this. And so, uh, whereas, you know, I'm not a big smasher and passer, but I've been exposed to it. So I know kind of how to deal with that. And then I've been exposed to open guard stuff and they're kind of totally two sides of the same coin, you know, but, uh, if you don't know open guard stuff, you know, you're kind of limiting, you know, your jujitsu. If you don't know the smash and kind of grindy jujitsu, you're kind of limiting your jujitsu. You kind of mm-hmm. need to be exposed to both. Absolutely. Um, 
And Absolutely. It's kind of funny because my husband is the smasher and passer and I'm more the open guard. <laughs> so we're, we're the yin <laughs> and the yang, so to speak. On that. <laughs> so uh, what would you say, I know that you mentioned kind of, I want to go back because this is just something that I'm thinking of because I've gone through a lot of injuries. Um, what is that process mentally like for you overcoming an injury and not letting that destroy or crush your spirit so much that you walk away from jujitsu what's that um process so so at the height I I I lost and I lost and I lost and I lost way longer than I won in jujitsu and Mm -hmm. so oh nine was like that was like yeah that's my year it was finally like yay I finally won the pans (laughs) (laughs) and I came in second at the world and it was like wow it's finally clicking you know Mm -hmm. and then I um tore my meniscus with a bucket tear Mm -hmm. and I didn't have insurance. This is pre-Obama, you know, yeah. getting rid of the uh, pre-existing condition issue. Mm-hmm. And so I had to wait, you know, and find a way to get it fixed. And so I kept training on it, which I would not recommend because yeah. by the time I went in and did surgery, uh, my ACE had been pulled off the bone and my pre- mm. pretty much did bucket tear surgery on my own. I tore it so many times mm. and um that was that whole experience was absolutely devastating because my whole identity revolved around being a competitor my um value and worth was tied into that as well uh which is not healthy looking back yeah. uh it was uh in my world in my little world was like oh wow what do i do now like this is all what i've done I've spent past seven, eight years only doing this and now I can't. <laughs> and, yeah. and so it was, I would not say it was easy. I would, I definitely fought it uh, for a long time, but it opened new doors for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I'm going to mess up the saying, but it's like, oftentimes people don't see that new door opening because they're so focused on the one that's closing. Right, right. And uh, I feel very fortunate that Girls and Geese was kind of like that, that door that opened and I didn't want it. <laughs> like I really <laughs> didn't. I didn't. I, I wanted to still be competitor, Shama, you know, I didn't want to take on this. I didn't even know what it meant back then, you know. Um, and but I just knew that I felt good doing it and I enjoyed it and it was a way for me to stay involved even though I was injured and I couldn't train for like almost a year and a half um after the surgery and everything and so I think the thing is like sometimes we it's like it's when you know when you're just holding on to something and holding on to something in jujitsu and you just let so many other things slip past Mm. and I think it's that same kind of mentality of like, you have to be able to evolve. You have to be able to let go. You have to know when to move. You can't just hold on something. Mm-hmm. Hope it's going to work out because it's, it's already done, you know? So that was really hard. Um, I, I don't recommend it for anybody, but it was one, again, I look at all the hard things I've gone through in my life as some of the best things that I've experienced as well. You know, mm-hmm. it opened up 
the opportunity for me to take on the role that I have now today. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things sometimes when you get knocked down, it's, I'm going to butcher the expression too. It's, it's not, you know, it's not in never falling. It's in how many times you get up something yeah. to that effect. Um, yeah. And I've gotten up quite a few times. <laughs> 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 I just like, I just keep, like I said, I'm stubborn. I just keep showing up. <laughs> hey, I mean, that's, that's half the battle right there. Don't, don't quit on us, you know, and then, <laughs> But I think that's just really good insight. You were mentioning that your whole identity was kind of wrapped up in that one avenue and mm-hmm. um, and how you said, looking back, that you don't think that was necessarily healthy. And I think that's really good, you know, cause for myself and, you know, anyone who may be listening is just to think about where do you find your worth and your value? Because if, if it's just in something that you can physically do, I hate to say it and I'm reminding myself this one day you physically cannot do those things you know age is Mm -hmm. you know time is reigned supreme and Mm -hmm. you know in jujitsu I love seeing the jujitsu grandma you know somebody older still competing still doing stuff or you know somebody's getting started later in life in jujitsu but it's the gentle art but eventually our bodies give way and you know, what are you going to see value in in jujitsu? You know, is it the community? Is it going to be the techniques? Is it going to be, or is it just going to be the wins? You know, mm-hmm. oh, it's easy. It's very easy to be enticed by that. You know, it's very, you get the attention of winning you by your teammates. Now we got social media, you know, Way, way more in effect than it was when it was coming up, you know, and it was good, especially if you're like if you were a an athletic person like myself and think you cannot ever do anything physical, and then you start doing it. Yeah, it feels pretty awesome, <laughs> you know. But it's it's easy to get drunk on that, you know. It's very easy to 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 slip down that slope, and you know. It's, I was young. I was in my twenties, you know, when, when that was happening and mm. it's a different world than when you start getting into your forties. Now you're like, Oh, okay. That was not maybe the best thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always good to have that, you know, introspection and looking back and seeing, you know, okay, that may not have been the best, but maybe I can help somebody not make the same mistake or just have them take a pause and think, is that really what you want? You know, that's well, always, yeah. yeah. And it gives you enough, once you recognize something like that, it gives you an opportunity to, to define what your value is based mm-hmm. on, you know, mm-hmm. like, and your beliefs and now all of that, you know, your principles, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. And um, I know it just seems like, Jujitsu gives you so many opportunities to find value and, you know, things that are so much bigger than, you know, a win or something like that. You know, that I keep coming back to the community because I'm a, I'm I'm like yourself, I'm an introvert, but also an extrovert, you know, Um, (laughs) that's my social outing for the day is going to (laughs) jujitsu. But yeah, I mean, that's why I keep coming back, you know, and that's, you know, I've made some of the best friends I've ever made you know it's because of jujitsu I would not have met them if it wasn't for Mm -hmm, mm jujitsu and so I guess getting back to that how would you 
you know, talk to, or if you were to give your sales pitch, I guess, um, <laughs> to a, a woman who's not been exposed to these female, you know, specific camps, like girl, you know, girls and geese, you know, how might you, I, I pitch this to her, you know, maybe let's just pretend she's out in the middle of nowhere is not exposed to social media. If that person exists, um, how would you, uh, try to sell her on coming to a girls and geese camp? Well, I mean, there's a lot of different angles you could take, right? Um, I think it's, it, it's so many of us come from so many different backgrounds. Um, some women, you know, have been bullied by other women. So it's intimidating to walk into a room with a bunch of women. Um some women get along with men more. And I think that's a lot of jujitsu women, you know, <laughs> is yeah. we've you know, been, been one of the guys, you know, we, and so I think the best thing that I could tell somebody is you don't know what it's like to roll with somebody your size and skill level until you do, mm-hmm. you know, and Going to a girls and geese event, it, I will. I am willing that that you will find somebody a lot closer to your size and skill level than most of the guys in your gym, oh, depending sure. on uh, what size woman you are. You know, right, yeah. But but the chance of build, chances of you being medium to smaller woman and having somebody of that, and just like women move differently, even mm-hmm. if you are moving with guys that are the same size, women we move differently so the benefits you'll have an opportunity to train with women your size and your skill level you'll have an opportunity to make amazing friendships you know uh you'll learn about a community that's out there that you may not have already been aware of uh and it's a support group you know it's really a lot of it it's uh, you meet and connect i mean i had somebody tell me today that she met her business partner because she got paired up with her at a girls and geese event in Idaho. That's awesome. You know, so it's networking, it's community. And and that's something that I've always had and had a trait and a desire to do is bring people together. Even as a kid, I was always like, everybody gets to do this, you know? (laughs) And, and so I've always been somebody that wants to bring people together and, there's definitely there's a feeling and and then that's why a lot of our ambassadors and our participants and our instructors and our academies love being a part of what we do because there's an amazing feeling that comes from people coming together in Mm -hmm. these environments and I can't pinpoint just one part of what it is but I can guarantee that most of the people Unless you've had a bad experience for some reason, which mm-hmm. if you had, let us know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we want to yeah, correct it. Sure. But um, it's a feeling that you just feel good. You just feel happy. You just feel like, I don't know. And it goes through into your week. You know, you go to a Girls and Geese event on Sunday or Saturday mm-hmm. and you just feel happy. You're just yeah. good. You're like, wow, it's kind of like a happy. Yeah. Whoa, that's really up. And that's like a large part of why. You know, I enjoy doing, I go to these events and I was like, this is why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. It's because of all of us coming together and the magic of that. Oh yeah. I, 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 you can't find that in any other, like 
any other kind of experience other than like probably other women's jujitsu events, you know, women in jujitsu are different. We are, we we really are. Oh yeah, for sure. It's, you know, again, I'm, I'm biased towards that, you know, this community, of course, you know, but it's just, it's, it it hits different than uh, a female book club. It really does. Um, And I, (laughs) but it's something about it's, girls uh, women I should say women struggling in a common pursuit together you know Mm because there's something about being united under that just struggle and you know just suffering through something that may be tough but Mm -hmm. we all are going through it together we all have those stories on the mats and then you know we learn techniques and I don't know it's just some like you like the motto the strength and solidarity there's there's that sense of camaraderie that it's mm-hmm. really hard to duplicate it. It really is. It, you have, it, it has to be authentic, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's what we're, we're, that's what we're ultimate. When I, when I talk about like what we're selling is we're selling an authentic experience, mm. you know, is really what it is, is that's an, exp- mm-hmm. it's an experience is what we're providing the community with. Mm-hmm. And it can be whatever you make of it when you go, you know? Oh yeah. No, you can have, um, I mean, most of my, you know, this is just a testament to how at ease I was at these events. I talked while rolling, you know, it's like, oh, well, have you thought about this? Have you done this? I do this <laughs> technique all the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so it's just, you know, we're not trying to kill each other, but at the same time, it's like, okay, that's tap, 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 you know. <laughs> but um, no. I just got a hoot out of learning from the girls, you know, th- you know, I was rolling with, but then of course from the instructors, but I was learning left and right with everybody involved and it wasn't anything forced, you know, it was authentic as you're saying. And so that's mm-hmm. just something again, those 12 years of refining, uh, over and over <laughs> again. So uh, what was it like with, I know the pandemic shut everything down. Um, did that also, I'm assuming y'all's programs stopped during yeah. the craziness. Uh, did you see a lot of people wanting and wondering when you would be able to offer those services back? Febreze is a proud partner of Can't Cancel Pride. However you choose to express yourself, Febreze has the perfect scent to make your home even more fabulous in your own unique way. Have an amazing pride from Febreze. Yeah, um, that was an interesting experience because we went from seven events a month to undoing seven events a month of work. Yeah, I've never had to undo my work before uh quite like that and um so it was it was difficult because you we are coast to coast and in Hawaii and mm-hmm. was spinning in California is not something that's happening in Texas so it's happening in New Jersey not the same mm-hmm. so it it really changed our approach towards things um, but on the flip side, even though we weren't able to do events, we were shut down from doing events for about a year. We held off for about a year um, and then started doing it in areas that uh, were you know, a little bit less um, risky to do it in. And we had to be very strategic about where we did them. Um, but it allowed us during that period where we were not doing anything to 
start doing virtual stuff. And so that's when we started doing our Real Talk series, which is a panel discussion where we have people on. We just talk about uh, various different topics. We did one today on being jujitsu and being over 40, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done it on issues related to competition, on developing a women's program. Um, we've had phenomenal guests on there. And we also started doing interviews, like doing uh, live Q&As. We did one with uh, Fionn Davies the other day um, and where people get to interactively ask these people questions. You know, like it's a forum where they just post up their questions and they get them answered. Um we started featuring young up and coming. We wanted to get the young girls involved. So we started highlighting and doing interviews with young athletes, you know, as young as like, I think we had somebody who's like six maybe on cool. and they just talk a little bit about their journey. And it's really interesting getting these kids perspectives, mm-hmm. you know, cause they are the future of jujitsu. And mm-hmm. um, so it allowed us to broaden our reach on YouTube and on our podcast and look at other resources that we can offer. And so we, we're still continuing to do that in addition to our, our live events. That's awesome. Because that, like you said, that totally extends the reach. You know, you know, they may not be able to make an event in Idaho that month, but they can surely listen and be involved on a live Q&A. I think that's an amazing pivot. I know... Lord have mercy that this pandemic just whew, shot everybody in the face. <laughs> um, I know all too, I learned how to do Zoom and digital platforms <laughs> overnight as a teacher. And so I know uh, everything was so challenged, but I think, you know, organizations like yours that have been able to capitalize and transition into an online community and now an online community in addition to that in-person event and experience, um, I mean, who knows how how far this could go now? You know, it could go, you know, maybe I'm, um, you know, I'd, I'd like to think maybe this goes international. You know, we, we could stretch <laughs> out and do events all over the world, you know, but... Yeah, that was our goal in 2020. We were gonna hit Europe, but um, didn't quite happen that way. But it's back on the it's back on the option board for next year. So I'm hoping we can make that happen because I've really, uh, Europe is blowing up. Jiu-Jitsu in Europe is blowing up big time, and I would love for us to be a part of that and uh, bring some recognition to the women in Europe because I know there's a lot. You know, that's the hardest part. Um. There's phenomenal. There, one thing I've learned in traveling is there are phenomenal athletes and instructors all over the place and in the most unsuspecting places. And we don't hear about them because it takes a lot of money to get to the states to build any kind of name recognition, you know, outside of their direct communities. Um, And so that's what we're here for, really. You know, a large part of what we are is we're we're not only here to highlight, you know, the women that are really shaking it up and making a name for themselves, but also to bring recognition to the women that are pioneers in their areas and and that are amazing instructors and competitors locally also. Oh, yeah. And I think, you know, with the rise of these, like some of these flow grappling, you know, series and competitions, you know, hopefully and within having more women on and then all these other 
uh, events that are being broadcasted online, hopefully, yeah, these these women that are that we may not know today, you know, maybe in another couple of months, we're going to know their names and be like, oh, well, let me look up all this information on this girl and follow mm-hmm. her. So that's <laughs> that's what, you know, hopefully that'll end up happening sooner rather than later for the ladies out there um, competing. So are wanting to get involved. Um, so how can, speaking of getting involved, how can people get involved in the girls and geese, like becoming, like, how can we donate? How can we support this organization? Um, best way I would say is go to girlsandgeese.com. There's a big icon on the top that says donate. Um, if you want to get involved, I mean, we have, we are huge entity I, I i joke and i say we created a monster but we really have um and a I monster for good a monster for good but wow is it a, a huge undertaking <laughs> and i don't think i realized <laughs> it until coming back to it um but we have people that help out at all different capacities we have writers for our blog um we have people that help out you know with nonprofit, you know seeing um Grants and such. We have people who uh, enjoy organizing. You know, I mean, it's a broad right. So if you have any skill um, that you feel that could somehow benefit, even if you don't feel it can benefit us and you want to get involved, go to our website. Uh, if you look, there's a section that says join the movement, um, become a volunteer, sign up there. We'll get you set up in our system, send you all the information on what it entails um and how to get involved and we can place you in the areas that we need help that's great that's great that people can get involved in any way it seems that they could be creative they could be great organizers so it's not just a one size fits all it's wherever they have a skill that skill can be used i love that and uh one thing i know that you mentioned and i've heard a little bit about that but you talked about sponsorship program what for i i kind of know a little bit about that but let's assume that our listeners don't know what that is would you mind explaining what that sure. is um so this is one of this is one of my pet projects this is this is honestly a, a large part of why i got involved with girls and geese is um i wanted when i was competing all the time there were not a lot of resources um, as far as sponsorships went. It was like, oh, here's a gi, here's a rash guard. That's awesome. But I need money for registration and tickets and all of that. And so there, I kept looking and I was like, is there anything out there like a grant or something I can apply to to help, you know, uh, supplement my income so I can be able to do this, you know, and travel and so no there's not so we're gonna make it and so we created the girls and geese scholarship program on uh, the scholarship program um is designed to where say if you know somebody who wants to start jujitsu and can't afford the tuition will help cover the tuition um get her started we also have geese that's i mean you go to a gym and you sign up you can spend easily like 300 bucks nowadays you oh, know yeah signing up so that's not a a lot that's a lot of money for people to drop you know just to start Mm -hmm. something to that they don't even really understand if they want to do you know Mm -hmm. um so we have uniforms we also have um for people who want to compete that can't come you know can't afford to do it 
uh, will help with paying for competition uh, entry fees. Sometimes if you have a little bit left over, we cover gas or like air or hotel or something. Um, all of this you can apply for on our website as well. Um, if you go to our scholarships uh, section, you can apply there, review them every um, and try to as we can, depending on what the um, depending on what the proceeds are for that month. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's a wonderful. That's I mean that is just amazing because, like you said, I don't think there's really any program out there. The alls is the only one that I'm aware of to really help out women who are wanting to do this, you know, who just can't financially, because it, geez, it's expensive. When you start adding up all those travel costs and trying to get somewhere and, you know, there may be a girl or a woman wanting to start out, and like you said, 300 bucks, easy, mm -hmm. easy. Oh, easy. Yeah. And then if she wants to have, well, heaven forbid, she has another daughter or has children that want to start, mm -hmm. you know, that's, ooh, that's really expensive. But I think that's just amazing that you're giving people that opportunity to see, you know, do I want to do this? Can I try this out? Is this going to be for me? Is this going to be something that my daughter wants to do? And uh, it's just a great avenue to give people uh, access to something that they may not have access to beforehand. And it's, and it's for people who have been competing. You know, we lose, he loses a job, but he gets mm -hmm. sick in the family. Something happens and you mm -hmm. can't afford it. You can apply there too, you know? I mean, it, it we want to keep you on the mats as much as we want to get new people on the mats. We want to keep the ones on the mats as well. Oh, yeah. um, I guess the, the, the objective there was like, let's get rid of all the barriers mm -hmm. to keep women off the mats, you know, and that right. money was number one. That was the number yeah. one thing that we kept getting mm -hmm. feedback on is why do you not train? I can't afford to. Mm -hmm. No. And especially nowadays with the, the pandemic and, you know, people, just really wondering what's the market going to do, you know, people getting laid off and mm -hmm. yeah, you just never know. You just never know. Life can hit you really hard sometimes. And so, yeah, that's just a wonderful pro. It's just something I, I sing the praises about y'all's um, <laughs> just sponsorship on that. Uh, <laughs> but so, I mean, we know about the, the Facebook page, not Facebook page, the YouTube uh, your website, any other place that people need to go to get involved or to see what you're all about? Yeah, we're on Instagram as well. That's right. um, we, yeah, we have, so we have a Facebook page. We have also have a Facebook group. Uh, the Facebook group is a great, a great way for you to connect. So you can go in there and say, hi, I'm so-and-so from wherever you're from and I'm looking to connect with ladies and is there anything going on or whatnot? Um, it's definitely recommend joining the group. It's a great way to meet other women all over the place and locally. Um, and yeah, I think you named them all the rest of them. Yeah. yeah. Anything uh, before I want to be respectful of your time, but anything else you'd like to let the listeners know or redirect them to or <laughs> um oh our podcast i forgot our youtube and our podcast oh uh, yes uh, so you can find our podcast pretty much any fine podcast on mm -hmm. apple and all that um no i mean i think i think that uh, this is not an easy journey that we've all 
gone on. And I think we as women need to give ourselves credit for just being on this journey, whether or not, you know, you stick to it or not, at least you, at least you went down that, this path. Cause there's a lot you can learn from jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. For sure. It's, you know, you can learn resiliency, grit, um, use your stubbornness for good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just see where, you know, you thought a limit was and just see that you can push past it and then absolutely make good friends in the process, hopefully. So absolutely. No, for sure. No, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for taking the time out of your day and uh, hope you have a great rest of your afternoon where you're at. So (laughs) all right. Well, again, thank you so much for being on. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Have a good one. USAA Insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at usaa.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply. We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply.